Hey everybody, welcome to Fear Not. You're here with Bruce. And today's a little bit different. You, we, I don't have Ken sitting across from me. Hopefully he's doing well. Send your prayers out to Ken. I think he's overcoming a bug or something. Um, but I, what I do have across from me is my boy Kip. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope, Ken's, I hope Ken's all right, man. It's, he's a, apparently was pretty sick yesterday, and now he's not here today. So hopefully he's doing okay. Prayers, yeah. prayers to Ken. Prayers to Ken. Um, he's an overcomer. He'll be he'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a little bit about Kip. I'm gonna give you my introduction, and then we'll get his introduction from him. This might be a little longer podcast for than my typical 25 minute podcast for everybody that's just getting started because I think it takes more than 25 minutes to get a good conversation out of Kip to, Kip to where you know Kip for who Kip is. So, um, for everybody who doesn't know Kip, I was the first one that got the pleasure of meeting Kip when he came through Mountain View. Um, he came in um, with some struggles. I mean, most people do by the time they get into church, especially if they're not growing up, like just going to church the whole time. But uh, Kip uh, especially stood out to me. So, when I got to introduce myself and how I got to know him and seeing how much he's overcome since I've known him. Man, this kid, this guy is my favorite person to point to when you're talking to, when you're trying to to talk about anybody else's testimony that moves mountains. So, Kip, uh, over, my question for you is, uh, how were you doing, and now how are you doing? Dude, I was horrible. I was horrible. I was in a really really bad spot when you first, uh, when when I first walked through these doors. Ah, well wasn't the very first time I actually was saved here when I was about 16 years old but yeah I uh I walked away from it at about 17 <laughs> and then <laughs> then lived lived a very worldly life until about 40 and now here I am and uh man when I walked through these doors I was a, I was a, I was a mess you know that I was a mess I I I suffered from really bad anxiety really bad social anxiety really bad depression suicidal attempts suicidal thoughts drug addiction um agoraphobia couldn't leave the house and uh yeah i mean you saw that in all of its glory man because i mean we even went out and did a couple things after a few weeks of me coming here and i was still having a hard time I remember your house your your house your mom's house was the very first place i had actually gone like out in public with other people so for like five years so yeah yeah, my my house is with my mom. I love that that uh, mix up. My mom lives with me. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> For all those women that want to date Bruce, my mom lives with me. I don't live with my mom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, a lot of the ways I describe to people, one of the biggest testimonies, the reason why I point to Kip is the body language change. When you first walked in, your hands were held close to your chest, like you were protecting something, like you were protecting your heart yeah. in a way, and and now, man. Kip is the one that comes up front to the altar. He's even on stage playing with the band. And yeah. when it's not his time to strum those strings on his guitar, he's got his arms spread wide open and he's just letting Jesus in. And just the biggest body language change I've ever seen in someone's life in such a short amount of time. Absolutely. It's so easy to point to. And, and man, what a testimony that's been. I remember we went golfing. I took him outside the county, Salt Lake County, which isn't that far. And he's like, "Man, this is the furthest I've been from my house." <laughs> I felt like I felt like, <laughs> like on vacation, five, man. He's like in five years. Yeah, uh, it was like five miles, or ten miles at most away from my house, and I felt like I felt like I was in Oregon or something. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Man, this is beautiful out here." 
trees and grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that was wild. So uh, I think, I don't know if it was um, just, I just loved uh, the fact that you were challenging something in yourself when I first met you. Do you feel like uh, when you first were overcoming stuff that you felt like it was a burden to others to want to hang out with somebody who's so scared to be Absolutely out? Absolutely, I did. I still feel that way. Really? Every once in a while, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not 100% over a lot of my things. Like, right now, I'm kind of having, you know, of course, worries that I'm not going to be able to talk correctly and I'm going to say stupid things and whatever. Just, but those are, but I look at those as basic insecurities that most people have, you know? It's not just, it's not something that I'm, like, struggling with. It's just being a, a human, but... I, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. I, I, uh, I, I didn't, it's one of the reasons I didn't hang out with a lot of people is because I knew I just uh, convinced myself they didn't want to be around me anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's terrible that you convinced. You. I like, I like the way you describe that though. If you're able to swap that around, you said who convinced you to do that? You convinced you to do absolutely. that, right? I convinced myself to do that. Yep. Interesting. I wonder how many people out there i bet it's a lot of people out there that are mostly struggling with something that they convince themselves of sure or the devil's helping them do it um because he's really good at playing on those things that he knows your weak spots and he knows you know your weak spots so if he can have you talk yourself into your into your vulnerabilities then he's definitely gonna make you struggle harder absolutely and i know that that's the case with at least a few people because i have a ministry here at the church now where i deal where i i sit in you know a group with people who struggle with a lot of the same stuff I did and they I can see from an outside perspective that they're this, a lot of this they have a lot of the same worries and crippling fears that I had but they're kind of bringing it on themselves type of a thing not bringing it on themselves but they're not allowing themselves to move past it because they've convinced themselves that that's where they're stuck and that's where they are going to be rather than you know if that makes any sense no that totally makes sense do you think uh like it took rare people. Do you think I'm like me pushing you to do certain stuff, like pushing you to go to golfing and stuff like that, is kind of what it takes to kind of get that first it, step it, out? It, or? It, it did for me, yeah. That that golfing trip alone, man. That, that was. See, I'm still calling it a trip. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a trip. It was, it was a vacation. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was. It was like it was a vacation. It really was. But no, it was. That that did a lot for me, man. It really did. And I think I brought that up even a couple times that day, where like I was, I was pretty thankful. I was pretty grateful that you. You guys invited me to go out and do that because it does. I mean, you got to step out of your, if you're going to get out of this kind of stuff, you got to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I had already stepped out of my comfort zone by coming to church, by intermingling with people because other than my wife and my kids, I hadn't really intermingled with anybody for a lot of years and. And, uh, yeah, getting outside and getting fresh air during the nice, you know, playing, g- getting some activity and, and, uh, and putting, and putting my body through some strenuous activities that it hasn't done for a while. Like things, everything about that golfing trip was helpful. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad it was, bro. I'm yeah. glad it was. Um, do you think that, I know I asked you a lot of questions and, and I, I've always been the type that's intrigued about what you suffer from especially when you said agoraphobia when you first told me about it. Yeah. Like, oh, the fear of being inside. I had a follow-up question, right? Sure. And then another one, and then another one, uh-huh. and then another yeah. one. And I was <laughs> soon enough, it was just me asking you a bunch of questions because yeah. I was curious about it. Um, do you think someone else being intrigued in your struggles helped you overcome or, or actually communicate? Yeah, absolutely, because you get a chance to talk because it, it's, like, it's like seeing a therapist. You talk about your problems, it helps, you know? Like, uh, and when you, and 
in my instance, you know, when people ask me about certain things, I'm able to talk about it. It helps me when you say it out loud, it kind of helps you internalize, internalize. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And, and like you can, it sort of helps you see it from an outside perspective from yourself, because when you're talking about it, you hear yourself, you hear what you're saying and you get a different perspective on it because you're saying it out loud rather than holding it in your head all the time. If that makes any sense. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, when when we people paint the picture of who Bruce is, I know Ken says, "Wow, you got such a good heart, and and uh, you're such a good evangelist. You bring a lot of people to Christ." And and I'm just kind of realizing something now. I wonder how much of that has led to just me being curious, curious about people, yeah, curious about situations, yeah, curious about the struggles and and how they got there and what's missing. And then once I kind of have all this. Uh, information i gather when i've learned about this 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 and this then do i drop jesus in there and maybe it's just a little bit more uh successful because of that i don't know just just being curious for an open opportunity to drop christ in there that's not always my first instinct i know it's always an instinct to plug him in there as soon as i see it yeah um but i'm i've always been a curious person yeah and that's and that's a good yeah that's a good thing because like i said you're your your curiosity helped helped me like it really did like because like i said getting asked questions about stuff i mean i'm sure it doesn't this isn't the same for everybody like some people are probably like you know leave me alone <laughs> but but i but i i yeah i can see that 100%. curiosity can kill the cat though yes it can i mean it, yes it many definitely... ca- many cats have died due to curiosity <laughs> So, yeah, 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 no, I've, I've, I, I have some stuff that I, I will deal with for the rest of my life because I got a little too curious. Sure. Um, so I, I'm sure people are like that too. So it's, I guess it's pointing your curiosity towards the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how drug addiction starts. That's how you know. That's how any addiction starts. Is cur- it starts off with curiosity. Yeah. So you know, you got to be careful with what you're curious about. But you're, you're trying to gain knowledge. Not trying to, yeah. not trying to alter your state of mind. At this point, at, at least. this, at this <laughs> point, exactly. yeah, yeah. In my past, I couldn't say that that was the case. <laughs> I had to be curious about all the wrong things. Yeah, me until too. Now. Yeah, me too. I, um, st- I still struggle with the wrong types of curiosity. It's it's an ongoing battle. Well, I guess that's a that's a subject of its own. Is how do we how do we point our our curiosities towards things that lead to goodness? Right. Yeah. And lead, and lead to the uh, yeah. Christ and His kingdom. Absolutely. And, and stuff like that, instead of uh, the curiosity that can be taken advantage of by uh, by our enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is that a question? Because I mean, that's a question for anybody to answer. Yeah, all these it listeners. really is. I mean, that's, I, f- I feel like that's a question to ponder. It's not one yeah. anybody really has an answer for. No, I don't think there. I don't think there is an answer to that. Well, like an easy answer to that. I mean, there's definitely answers, because one that comes off the top of my head is just you know do you want to be are you are you curious about do you want to point your curiosity in a way that's going to make you happy or that's going to eventually make you miserable because i don't care who you are if you get start doing drugs or you know whatever i'll just use drugs as an, as an, as a talking point here but if you start if you decide you're going to use drugs and that's the decision you make even if you haven't gotten to the point of misery yet, you know that that's going to make you miserable. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you start doing drugs, you know that it's going to be, you know. Ultimately, there's ultimately going to be a problem. You might find a mountain high, but. Yeah. The, but the every high comes with a come down. Exactly. And ultimately, and there's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the same with, you know, like, say, I don't know, anything, anything. Yeah. Anything. yeah here's another one for you. What about, uh, 
wanting to know what's in, curious about what else someone else is thinking about. Maybe even someone you like or you have feelings for. And you're curious about what they think or have feeling. Uh, and you're curious about the way they feel about it. And then, and then you, I mean, I know this hurt me a little bit. Like I asked a girl about what's next and it ended up ending things. Cause I was curious about kind of where she was at Absolutely, in that curiosity. I was, I was in with intention trying to move forward and it shot me backwards. So, I mean, just being curious about whatever people's opinions are can definitely either be good or bad. Yeah. So. And I'll tell you this right now, man, I have that exact same problem and I've had that exact same problem my whole life and I still have that exact same problem and I still have not grasped the reality that people don't like that. I still, for some reason in my head, think, why is it so bad to ask somebody what they're feeling and what they're thinking, especially when it has something to do with uh, our relationship, you know, like yeah. be it a friendship or, you know, I've, I'm obviously, I've been married for a long time, so I haven't, de- I haven't had to deal with girlfriends and stuff like that forever. But like, you know, even there's even been times I think with you that I've been like, yeah. yo, Bruce, tell me what's going on, man. Yeah. You know, because, you know, cause, and cause I, you know, insecurities rise up and I think that that helps the insecurities when you ask the person you're having insecurities about, because you know, you're my buddy and, yeah. and there's times when I thought that maybe I wasn't being as good as a buddy as I should be. So I asked, so I did, I came out and asked you, said, yo, Bruce, is everything cool? So you tell me, did that shoot our friendship backwards or did it move it forward? Or it, did it just, you know? I mean, I, I think we both can answer that one. It definitely moved it forwards because yeah. you have so. this, this moment, these moments where you're wondering like what's going on. I think a lot of people have these moments with me. My, my sister's boyfriend, I'm realizing this because my sister's boyfriend just moved from Texas and she gets here, he gets here and he, he, he likes me. He wants, he wants to get to know me. Um, but you try to get to know me in these walls <laughs> and you're trying to like get a lot of my conversation dude after church. I'm everywhere. Man. Yeah, yeah. I got. I'm everywhere. Like we're having a really fast conversation, a deep, get to know your conversation quick. But then I, I'm on to someone else. Yeah, and that's just because I have very little time. Um, but uh, I, I re- and and her boyfriend was like, "Does Bruce not like me?" Sure. And no, that's hardly ever the case. Yeah. So like, I'm glad you reached out. In that case, it it benefited you. Yeah. Um. Right. So, I think. Uh, I think. What's what's ask this question? If if the question is like so, the curiosity of what someone else is thinking about can either lead to good or bad. What questions should you ask yourself before you jump into that curiosity? Probably um, observe where the other person's at in that thought process. I guess if that makes sense. Or what about like it? Would it affect you if it doesn't go the way you want it to? Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's not a bad way. Yeah, no. It, yeah, would it yeah. Are are you ready to accept whatever outcome happens if you're going to make this step forward to <laughs> yeah. to to cuz sometimes it's like you said with girls and stuff like that and and guys just in relationships in general like it can seem pushy to be that way like that's 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 yeah. that's, that's murdered many a relationship <laughs> by yeah. saying like, "Hey, so What's happening? What's the next step? Where are we going from here? What's and a lot of a lot of people don't like that when it comes to ro- romantic type stuff. But so I think that, for in my experience anyway, I think that as long as the relationship is more of a 
it's coming from a place of mutual friendship rather than like maybe one person's feeling more something than the other person. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I don't know. That makes sense. That's a good question, man. Yeah. That's a good question. Something, something to seriously think about. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm going to be pondering about that one for a while. I'm going to look through the scripture, see if the scripture, see if the, see if the Bible says anything about that. About the curiosity. About, <laughs> about curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, having Kip across here. I don't know if Ken's going to listen to this one cause usually he's in them. So, Ken, if you're listening, I'm about to talk about you. Um, I love that I have Kip, who's not like a scholar and have Bible uh, certificates. Far from, and, dude. Uh, yeah, degrees uh, to answer back on all my questions. It's kind of interesting to have a conversation with just another Christian. Another Christian that's getting saved by Jesus. I mean, you do, though, have uh, big desires to be in ministry one day, yeah? Yep, absolutely. I d- desires, yeah. Um, motivation, yeah, but... Like what we were just talking about before the mics turned on. It's just I'm getting old and I don't know exactly what direction to take with it. So, yeah, but yes, desires, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody, listen to me. Take a moment. It don't matter if you're five years old. It don't matter if you're 65, 75, 85. God can use you at any moment, Amen. at any age for the for his kingdom and his glory. So don't let Amen. age slow you down. And don't let Kip's negative words slow you down either. He's not negative. <laughs> He's just wondering no. when God's going to use it. Amen, him. brother. Amen. I agree with you 100%. That's true. I, and I, you know, and I end up always telling myself that. It's like there's people that have done bigger things at an older age than what I want to do with my life at 41. So, yeah. My brother struggles with his age too, because he's he's thirty and without a wife and kids, and and uh, I mean times a ticking. I get times a ticking, sure. but ultimately we have eternity, right? So if you believe in Christ, you have eternity. Yep. Right. So, um, someone's re- someone's calling. Should I answer it? I'm just kidding. No, this is not, <laughs> I was this say, is my... not my office. <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer this phone. <laughs> Seth's office. Uh, anyway, funny. so um, yeah, I, I, uh, I do have some aspiring goals as far as ministry goes, and I, you know, and I unashamedly want to be paid for it. So I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to um, navigate the schooling process and all that, and. You know, Ken set me up with this cool situation where I get to fill out, you know, I'm going to fill out this application for for ministries and assemblies of God and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm moving forward in it. Nothing. I mean, you have this healing together class already. So, man, you're already making big steps. You're ministering to people already, which is already a big step. You're not getting paid for it. Um, But I I think saying I want to get paid for it and I want to make this job my job sounds to me like you want to just drop everything else and focus on it, right? So, like, if you have another job, that's because you need to live, right? Sure. You need income to live. Yeah. So, to be able to have your income come from God, then at that point in your life, are you fully focused on him? Is, is that what you mean when you say you want your income to come from it, too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I want to I want to center my entire being around, I mean, and, you know, and be be if it's too much or too little i don't know but i want to focus my entire life around god i want my whole family to be focused around god i want my i want my income to be because i'm serving god and because i'm ministering to people and teaching them and bringing them closer to jesus and saving you know and and helping them save the you know help them with their salvation and and 
bringing people to baptism and to, you know, just, I, you know, basically everything, basically everything a, a pastor does. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever be, be able to become a pastor, uh, you know, like Ken is, is your pastoring, uh, the fold of ministry you want to be in? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you feel your heart's at. Yeah. Um, I think we all know me as the evangelist. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. Don't, you I don't really have much pastor in me at all, people. I mean, I can pastor people, but I mean, if they don't know Christ, but if they know Christ more than me, it's more realizing where we're at and pointing out situations and just pointing them back to God every time. Um, but no, I, I totally feel you there. Let me ask you this, uh, not to bring uh, your too d- deep in your, your financial situation, but do you think this 40 years of, of struggling has put you in a situation where God could use you in a situation where you're not getting, cause pa- dude, pa- pastors don't get paid a lot of money. No, they don't. So it, but I it, guess you wouldn't need to step backwards in income to be, to like adapt to that. Like you're okay with making very little and working for God. You know, as long as I can pay the bills, man, again, it all comes down to working for God. I think God provides you know, mm-hmm. and he, you know, finances, I don't, I don't want to make a lot of money. I mean, well, of course, I, who doesn't want to make a lot of money, but I, I don't strive to make a lot of money, especially when it comes to serving God, because ultimately God's going to provide whether I'm making $20,000 a year or $60,000 a year, you know, yeah, um, or a hundred thousand dollars a year. God's good. God's gonna, God gives and takes away what you need and don't need in your life. So, um, I don't know. Not that I'm not serving God now because I am and I'm doing everything I can to serve God and to minister to other people and stuff. But I think that if I was, if, if it was to come down to me being some type of minister that I would, um, be serving God in a greater way. And I guess, I don't know, man. I don't know. Would I'm you, still learning. I'm still walking this whole Christian path. I'm still, I'm still kind of a baby Christian you, with this whole thing. man. Yeah. We both are. Yeah. We're both still babies, bro. Yeah. That's where it's like, I tell you, dude, what God's gonna do? Man. Yeah, just, I have no idea. Just, just wait, bro. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna wait on you. You know, <laughs> absolutely. <song>? Yeah, <laughs> taste of your goodness. I'm always singing in this podcast. That's I'm a good. terrible singer, That's though, good. bro. Kip's the one on stage jamming out to the guitar. You'll yeah. never hear me. Well, I don't have a. I can't. The only beat I got is the one that my heart's doing. Seth's the one up there jamming on the guitar. I'm just, I'm just backing him up a little bit. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> But yeah, would you ever do prison ministry? Absolutely, I do prison ministry. Dude, I want to do prison. I ministry want to. So I want bad. to do prison ministry. Dude, yeah. when, I, when I get back from Memphis, let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely, I'm so, I'm so down. I got to yeah. dig a little bit deeper and, and be a little bit wiser. But honestly, I think prison ministry, especially when you're an evangelist, would be kind of easy. Or in a sense, as a baby Christian, because what you're doing is you're you're having the faith to go in and, and approach people that most people wouldn't want to interact with. Right? Yeah, and then you're giving them something to do in their in their own time, mm-hmm. right? Those people have a lot of time to do absolutely nothing, right, or yep. something. Yeah, and, and the biggest something they could do is open up their Bible. Absolutely. So to go around yeah. collect funds to buy Bibles, good Bibles, um, not just like cheap ones um, or ones that are like. Like actual good Bibles, yeah. Um, maybe even get embroidered for each one that you find yourself saving or whatever, sure. and, and pass out some Bibles and get people psyched about Jesus in in prisons. That's exactly what I want, man. That's Dude, exactly what I want. I would do it, bro. Yeah, 
That's exactly what I want. And I am 100% down. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely, I've always been uh, interested in, again, my curiosity. Back when I was, before, so I do the security business. I traveled the country. I've been to 42 states. I've driven two freeways from coast to coast, two of them from Mexico to Canada. I've done the whole border of Mexico and Texas, Laredo, McAllen, uh, Brownsville, all this area. And I've always wanted, when I was in those areas, I was always curious, like, because I used to take pictures back then and cameras and stuff like that. And I was always curious about, like, what the cartel side of things were, because I always heard the other side of things, like the the, uh, patrol or whatever, the border patrol would always talk about how scary that is. And I was always curious about, I'm going to go find these people and interview them. <laughs> and Bruce ends up missing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared to die. But then you see, like nowadays, ten years later, you see like Vice, like that that TV channel that's interviewing those yeah. kind of people yeah. all the time. So, yep. I mean, if you lack fear, um, if you lack fear in your, uh, and you've got to be, you know, you got to definitely got to walk tread tread lightly around those people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you got to show, you know, as long as you're a, as if you're a someone who's not a who they see is sketchy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it does take an extra skill to walk into places yeah. like you shouldn't be. Yeah. Like I've been in places doing the security business. Like there's some places way across Georgia. I don't know if anybody here, um, that listens to my podcast knows about way across Georgia or has ever been, uh, to way across. There's one side of the tracks and then there's the other side of the tracks. And I really, uh, love this Tracy Chapman song. Like look across the lights. Who will dare to go? It talks about the difference to the other one. side. Well, the other side of the tracks in Waycross was very dangerous. Uh, man, I was 18 years old, just turning 18, baby 18-year-old, from Utah, sent over to the other side of the tracks in this one out of two out of three homes condemned area to knock on doors and sell security systems. And I would have people approach me, like the groups of people approach me, and come up to me and be like, yo, you cop wearing bright orange. Like, <laughs> what cop wears bright orange? Like, no, I ain't a cop. Like, um, Yo, like, you a crossing guard? And they would always send like the youngest one of the group to come say what's up and, and figure out why I'm in their area. Why am I in the neighborhood, right? And after I tell them, no, I'm not a cop, like I'd walk up to them and introduce myself. Show them, I'd literally lift my shirt, show them I'm not wearing a wire. Let them know what I'm doing. I'm here selling security systems uh, just to protect family. Like, look, I don't know where I'm at, guys. Like, I'd be honest with them. I don't know where I'm at. I'm very vulnerable here. I'm going to be here for like two weeks. If you could do me a favor and look out for me while I'm here, that'd be great. Like, I honestly, I'm, I seriously don't know anybody. And, and they would. Really? Dude, dude they would. And the next day, I'd be walking across the street, and like there'd be the whole group of them sitting on one edge. I mean, this is south. Even those, those guys that are in the gang, right? They walk the streets. If they're walking past their grandfather or grandmother on their porch or an elderly person on their porch and they wave or their pants are down, like they, they don't wave back, that person's going to say something like, yo, what's your problem? Like they're going to wait. They wave to their grandparents. That's their area, man. They're very yeah. respectful to what's their area, yeah. right? So when I told them, look, I'm just trying to protect this area. I'm not trying to bug anybody. Like that. when they'd see me, they'd be like, yo, Whatever, it's like, how you doing today? You selling security systems? Like, I oh, wanted to or whatever. And they'd okay. be like, hey, but we messing with you. <laughs> 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 no, nobody's messing with you. No, I mean, you need some water. <laughs> <laughs> see, well, you can, see, you you gain their respect by approaching them and by showing them that you, you know, 
that you you know but you like you said you'd lift up your shirt and show that you're not wearing any wires and then you were honest with him and said i'm from i'm not even from here i don't know where i'm at right now <laughs> yeah i have no idea i was tossed that. in here just to sell security <laughs> systems i don't know what i'm doing like uh, who can who can't respect that you know like yeah. like I, I i i would look out for someone like that yeah of course i'm not a i'm not a I'm not from the south side of I Georgia. Mean, they have hearts. The south's still wonderful. It's my favorite place there. I'm so excited to go back to Memphis. Memphis is like the border of the south, though. This might be controversial to people out there. But it's weird. Memphis, it's southern. Um, but you go... Uh, Nashville? Nashville's not in the south. Mm, Memphis, I've you could say... Even though well. it's technically the same... Like North, like yeah. it, it doesn't have the same south, Southern vibe yeah. that Memphis does. Memphis is probably like the furthest tip you go in Southern, the Southern hospitality scale. Yeah. You go any North, no more North than that. You're losing it. But uh, it's also right on the border of Mississippi too. Um, like South Haven, Mississippi is the second largest city in Mississippi. Man, I love South Haven. People there are just so authentic. I, I would imagine. Man, I miss leaving a gas station, just checking out, and someone saying, God bless you. Yeah. First. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Yeah, you say that here, people look at you weird. They're like, well, I didn't sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you sneeze, if you put yeah. God in there, you can yeah. say bless you. But if you say God bless you, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Utah's weird right now, man. There's this weird, you know, and I don't mean to offend people that live here. They're listening to this podcast. I'm not trying to diss. I mean, I'm, I grew up here. I, I was born and raised here, so I'm not dissing Utah. But lately, man, there's just been this feeling of just spiritual oppression on, around this place. And, like, it's, and it's weird because you see temples going up every 10 miles. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, what, what are these temples accomplishing anything? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, mean, and I, you know, and I left the LDS church a long time ago, and I don't really know. I don't really remember a lot of their, I don't know. I'm not involved in that, but I just, it's just like just the people in general. Like, I mean, even when you like, speaking of LDS people, even when you like leave the state or leave town, even like out of Salt Lake and like go like, say like to St. George or, you know, I, I don't know, but you talk to people and they, um, they even say like the LDS people in, I guess what I'm getting at is the LDS people in Utah are even different than the LDS people outside of outside. Utah. You know where I think it lacks? I think it lacks, lacks uh, charismatic sure. Christians. Yeah. There's no charisma. Yeah. You know, in the, yeah. in their faith. There's yeah. no charisma in the faith. Well, there's no, yeah, it's lacking a lot of things in that aspect. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. There's like, yeah. like the. <sighs> The God bless yous and the raising your hands when you're worshiping and mm-hmm. just the jamming out in every type of way uh, about Jesus. It, inviting Jesus into everything thing is, mm-hmm. I think, is absolutely a charismatic thing. Sure. Um, that's why, when, like, if you were to ask me what kind of Christian I am, I'm a charismatic Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of raising my hands in, in the middle of worship. I'm the type of dancing to Jesus music. I'm mm-hmm. the type that's going to stop and pray in any weird moment. Um and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all that stuff too. Yeah. But um, I think that's what it lacks here in, in Utah. I mean, I remember growing up, I went to the LDS church as well, and they have those, uh, those. Uh, there was always a picture in my little, on the wall in uh, the, what do they call the Sunday school for little kids there? Primary? Primary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn popping on the apricot tree. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with Jesus, but uh, <laughs> they would have this sign on the wall that is like a hand sticking up, right? And the pinky 
had this like ribbon around it and it said like be reverent it was like a reminder to be reverent like yes there like there's time to be reverent sure. in god's presence yeah absolutely like if you were talking to god take your hat off you know uh-huh. but if i'm worshiping to jesus i don't need to take my hat yeah, off. yeah like, exactly uh, um or like if uh for example, like if you tell me I gotta be reverent about every time I share Christ, we're not getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I gotta push it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, no, dude, you're not listening to yeah. me, yeah. and like, and then hit the point with it. That what's reverent about that? Yeah, nothing. Right. <laughs> a lot of sermons, a lot of sermons I hear that hit the deepest, that make people just, just fall right or their heart just just hits them right in the deep spot is not a reverent sermon no it's usually stepping on some toes yeah and yeah and i agree 100 percent. yep i i don't consider myself like a uh hyper charismatic person um when it comes to church and stuff like that but i i kind of i kind of align with ken with our pastor in in a way where he says he's a charismatic calvinist where like I don't necessarily have Calvinist beliefs as far as like all the reformed teachings and stuff like that go, but I don't necessarily, I'm just not that outgoing of a person anyway. I don't think so. Don't Calvinists believe that God's going to do what God's going to do. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily have the, I don't, I don't necessarily hold to any of the reformed beliefs. I don't know if I, I line up with it. I hear him say that too. I don't know if I line up with the Calvinist part. Um, that's just me, and that's just because uh, God, uh, Greg Glory puts it this way. Everybody knows I love Greg Glory. Um, Greg Glory puts it this way: like uh, God, either he either is uh, he either allows it or like he orchestrated it, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not God's gonna do what God's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Where is that room for allowing it? If it was God doing what he's doing or not doing what he's not doing. You yeah. know, I don't think God, I think God also has his own stuff to do and sit back and enjoy. I don't think he's puzzle piece in every move of every person. I think that free will thing is also, he allows things to happen like death. Yeah, like absolutely. Death and all like that. Yeah. I think a Calvinist view of taking a child early, it, putting that on God is is a little weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's just personal. Yeah, and I see that. And I actually watched. Um, speaking of, you know, pre- preachers we like, I actually watched. I don't know if you've ever heard of Matt Winger, uh-uh. but um, he just barely did this big podcast who, that covered. It was an hour and a half long that covered biblical errancies of Calvinism, and it was really interesting. Like because I am still, and I'll be honest with you right now. I mean, this is me. Laying it all out, laying all my cards out on the table. I'm not 100 percent sure where I stand theologically right now, yeah. as far as like you're still a baby. Yeah, well, like yeah, and like as far as like, I I'm not gonna stop myself from looking into Calvinism just because I go to an Assembly of God church. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I because I think it's good to educate yourself in every aspect of what you're searching for, and not just be one uh, so tunnel vision one sided about it. Uh, I mean, um, I definitely agree. I think with the way I look at it, when I look into things, I mean, everybody has their own way and where they fit in. Like my brother and sister, my sister's getting a little better. I have four, by the way. I'm talking about my, my older brother and my little sister. But 
my other brother, he uh, definitely fits in more of like a Catholic trend, bro. He does like to be reverent in God when he's talking to God, but he's also uh, moving less mountains right now. Like he's struggling a little bit more about things he can't control. Sure. Than like a charismatic Christian, and, and when I say like what you find the assemblies of God as. Um, at least now I've heard things I've only been in assemblies of God in the assemblies of God for a certain amount of time but the, the way I define myself is uh, the teachings that I, I perceive through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and through the Bible mm-hmm. anything added to that or pers- m- miscued or 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 a frame of how to uh, what would you say orchestrate it yeah that was made by man and not by God yeah. is usually out I usually question that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm at too. And I feel like I don't I don't feel like they're necessarily always bad. Like they can be good, but they don't control my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The only uh, and I feel like if I were to allow that to control my faith in any way, then that puts a vulnerability spot in my faith for it to fracture and fall. Mhm. Right, because if it doesn't work out, or if something goes wrong, or something like that, there's a way for it to crumble. Yep. And I don't really like that. That that, that always gets an eerie feeling to yep. me. Yep. I need I my faith that. to be the lat my my firm foundation. Exactly. My, my, my rock that doesn't fall. You know that it can't crack. It's always there. And that's what the big blessing of the Bible is, man. It's like you can go and listen to all these podcasters and all these different preachers, and you know even your your home church preacher and all that. But when it comes down to it the Bible's the ultimate word and the Bible's the ultimate truth. And, Amen. and you, you, if you have any questions about anything, like, uh, like right now I'm questioning all sorts of things, not nothing about, you know, the reality of God or, you know, or, or, you know, anything like that. But I'm questioning like what type of the, what type of theological life do I want to live? What type of, you know, and ultimately when it comes down to it, you know, I'll watch this pastor on YouTube or I'll watch this pastor on YouTube or I'll listen to this podcast or I'll listen to this podcast and all of them are going to say something different, but the Bible always says the exact same thing. Yeah. And so, well, isn't it interesting? Like how you could read the Bible, even yourself multiple times and you get different things on it. Yeah. Oh, same, yeah. Same yeah. passage, different, different. Yeah. D- different. Yeah. You look at it, especially when you read different translations. Oh yeah. Like, like, um, I, I like to compare trend, like when there's a scripture that really hits me, I'll compare different translations. I never go to the King James version because <laughs> that just confuses me. But <laughs> but I but I like to compare the new New Living Translation, the English Standard Version, and um, the these and does. The, don't you yeah. find it interesting not to go back to the LDS faith? But don't you find it interesting that if it was the new one of the New Testaments, right? The newest testaments, like why is it written as if it's not? <laughs> why is it so many these and those? Like, uh, because, that one's even more hard to because, understand. Because, dude, have you ever? Read, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna bash anybody, but have you ever read their Bible, man? The Joseph Smith translation. Uh, the Joseph. It, it's a it's a mess, man. <laughs> Joseph Smith translation of the Bible. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, I that's what the, that the LDS Church. That's that's their Bible, man. As the George, Joseph Smith translation. <laughs> I mean, they have the regular King James version, but like there's passages that direct you to the back of the Bible, which is the Joseph Smith translation. I mean, and there's parts where he's added in whole verses. Like he's added, he's added so much to Matthew just to make it look like to make the, the, the other ones fit. Well, uh, that, and to make it, to make it look like the Bible specifically called him to restore the church. 
Oh. Like he's making it out. To, he's like writing it about him. That's interesting. So so anyway, but yeah, I uh, but yes, I do, and I've and I've thought that same thing. One of the one of the biggest problems I have with the scriptures of the LDS Church is that you can tell, uh, like the especially the Book of Mormon, as you can tell, it was written by one guy. See the Bible, you can. The Bible, you can tell, it was written by many people. Like you could yeah. just tell, it's a library of knowledge, and 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 just God to, used many people exactly, to make many exactly. letters. And, and yeah, when it comes to the Book of Mormon, you can just tell it was written by one person. But yeah, and opinion. I mean that's a lot of fall for even the Bible, right? People will say, "Oh, it's written by man." How do I know it's God's word? Yeah, I mean for Christianity, like what you just said, is that's one of the assurances. Is it's many people saying the same thing, um, mm-hmm. and, and proclaiming the same thing. So. I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. The Bible to me, like when whenever people bring up that argument with, like no one's ever brought it up with me specifically, but when I hear people bring up that argument with other people, I always think when they're like, "Well, it was written by man," and and so many different men across so across such a huge amount of time, and to me that proves that proves the legitimacy of the Bible because it was written by men across such a large amount of time, and it all points in the same direction <laughs> you know yeah They're like it, it's it's it, you can tell that they were they were called by god to write this thing because it's all saying the same thing ultimately pointing in the same pointing towards the same message and all the stories corroborate with each other for the most part you know and these guys didn't even know each other and back then they didn't have phones and computers and you know stuff like that where they could communicate so obviously something was communicating between them for them yeah. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Technical difficulties? Yeah, dude. My my laptop's saying that it's low battery, so I'm over here trying to untangle my cord. The thing is about my podcast, people, I wish I'm at the point where I had a podcast room, but it seems like every time I record my podcast, it's something different, and <laughs> I'm putting together a bunch of pieces and making it work. I mean, I hope you like our microphones and and our sound quality i don't use my iphone to record this which kind of helps but that just means i need to put everything together and make sure everything's right and sounds good in my ears man yeah i mean it sounds good to me too i guess uh all right so what's next bro what's next for you as far as uh in your next three months man i am just hoping like i've got like i said uh ken has sort of pointed me in a direction with you know, some of the Assembly of God, um, like what, the certificates, certificates and, and, and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's different so. than the one I showed you. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I I think you because you were doing the online thing, right? Yeah. The I don't know. Remember what college it was, but um, global university. Global university. I didn't yeah. get very far. Yeah. No, I'm not. I haven't touched it in a while. This is actual. Um, the people, the the leaders of this actual denomination this organization um it's like i'm filling out an application i don't really know what the process is beyond filling out the application i'm i still have to do that <laughs> so uh, i haven't gotten very far either but because i'm going to school for other stuff right now so i've been busy you know but i don't know man my uh, like i said i'm right now i'm just trying to i'm trying to still figure out this whole walk with god thing i'm i'm trying to figure out what's what 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 right what's the right path to take and you know what what do i believe as far as like i don't know man it's just 
my problem is when I got when I came back to church, I got so wrapped up in listening to what everyone else had to say. Like I started listening to all these podcasts and all these different preachers and all these different you know, and all these different opinions that it all just turned into a bunch of noise. And so now I have to kind of filter through that noise yeah, and figure out. It all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And try to figure out exactly what I learned from all that and and you know, and I think this happens with a lot of new Christians is you sort of jump in face first to the whole thing and kind of overbear yourself with too much information and then you have yeah you kind of have to sift through it all and f- figure out yeah you know like they say you know you got to s- swallow the meat and spit out the fat <laughs> you know yeah. so i'm still trying to f- spit out the fat i guess well i guess my question to you is uh as of right now what are you asking god for just clarity in my in my thoughts and 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 uh and in in my in my bible study and and uh i don't know how to i know what i want to say but i don't know how to say it in the correct way hope i guess for um because i still struggle man i still struggle with depression you know i still you know i god has praise god he's he's um saved me from you know some of the drug problems and stuff I've had, he's, he's cured me of that. He's, I'm healed of some of that stuff. And, you know, and, uh, but when it comes to like some of the depression, it's not as crippling as it was before. And I have more hope than I did before because I have Jesus on my side now before I didn't. Um, but right now is what I'm looking for in life is to just, I, I need to, I need to be a man of God who takes care of my family who takes care of my wife, who takes care of my kids. Um, Cause that's not something I've been for years and years and years and years now. And so I'm trying to focus on that. I'm trying to just focus on being a man of God and, and rely and relying on him more than worldly things to, to know that things are going to work out in life. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I mean, before I just ask you that question, have you been thinking about that yourself? Have you been really asking yourself, what do I need to ask God for right now? Yeah, all the time, man. All the time. And and working on how to ask God for it. I mean, there is no how to ask God for it and I'm and I'm aware of that. But like like when it like there's no correct way to ask God for something. Like as far as well, I should say there's no wrong way to ask God. Not not correct. There's no wrong way to ask God for something. But I think I mean I you know, I might speak for a lot of people here when I say that it's I have a hard time praying, man. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. You know, I really? feel, uh, yeah, like I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I, I mean, and I know I'm not. Ultimately, when I come to the reality of the situation, I know I'm not doing it wrong because there's no right, wrong, wrong way to do way, it. Yeah. You know, um, are you know, you, I mean, are you going, are you going to him as a father, as a brother, as a, as a, a father, per, as a person, you as know? a father? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and that's, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I just, I'm, I'm. I've, there's still a lot of things in my life that need to be healed yeah. um, that I'm asking for healing. Uh, there's a lot of, I, I, I need, and I need direction, man. My character is just screwed up. Like as far as like, I've, I've been, I've lived a very lazy life these last five years. I've been, yeah. I've been very just, uh, what's the ESV version say? Sluggish, sluggish. It's not sluggish. I don't know, but just very, I've, I've, I've been lazy and your, your momentum's dropped. Though tons, and, um, yeah, and I don't. I don't let, me, let me ask you this: If you think this would help, I think this would help others too. 
I, I mean, I'm not the best answer for this because to be honest with everybody, uh, I don't, there's not, I don't want anything from God, dude. Like there's nothing I'm really like, God, will you give me this? Yeah. No, uh, no, I, me neither. And that's just me. I think that's rare. No. I think it's me. Like I couldn't yeah. even come up with anything, but that's just cause I, th- I think that, uh, I don't know. It's just me. I just don't think so hard. Everybody thinks it's weird. Like, do you, does your mind ever stop? Like not just think of nothing. Like you just, just. Uh no man. See That's, mine mine does all the time. Does it? Like, yeah, yeah. See, no, I can, I can sit in peace like I wish for, forever. <laughs> I, I just wish sit, just stare at nothing. Back know? when I used to smoke a lot of pot, that would happen. <laughs> no, I I, <laughs> I can do it at any time, any moment. I don't uh, know if I, I it's because I I practiced hypnosis for a while and really oh well, helped see, develop yeah. my subconscious. I think that maybe part plays a part in it. But what I was gonna say for you and for others, do you think it would help to? Uh, not necessarily keep a journal of where, uh, what's going on. Not just that, but writing down every day. Just kind of like write, like you write your goals. I know I, I study a lot of goalkeeping and ten x rules and stuff like that. Like, um, and furthering your success, it's good to wake up and and write your goals down. Like your your top ten goals. You wake up, you write them down, and then the next day you wake them up and you write them down, and you don't look at the day before. And the next day you wake up and you write them down and then you'll start to see ones fall off the chart and new ones come in. Right. And, and stuff like that. And you're supposed to keep certain rules. Like they need to be tangible. They need to be, uh, they need to have some kind of time frame within them and possibilities for them to be realistic. Right. Um, do you think that would work be or just as powerful as what you're asking God for? Like you wake up, you write what you're asking, the list of things you have to write God to ask God for. Um, and then the next day, you do the same. And the next day, you do the same. The next day, you do the same. And then you slowly start to see what changes without looking at the day before. Because if you wrote them down in the beginning of the day, this is what I need from God. How much of that time during your day, if you started your day off with a question for God, or should I even ask God for this, how much of your day is kind of deciphering what of that you have the authority to handle yourself and what of that is is god that's going to answer that for you you know what i mean yeah i'm curious how good of a tool that would work i've never even thought of that or considered that but i think that would be i think it would be beneficial i don't see how it couldn't be beneficial because i mean uh, ultimately you'd have to go back and look at all the goals to see what changed throughout the months or whatever to however long you decided to write out your goals without going back and looking first and foremost let me clarify just in case i'm getting across the wrong message here i'm not asking god for any i don't i i I don't have anything that i'm asking god for like unless i'm in absolute turmoil in something i don't ask god for anything god owes me nothing man and well that's a good point of view yeah i guess if i was to really ask god for something right now like if i was thinking about i'm going to memphis right yeah um i need to make a lot of money really fast so without drug dealing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm no yeah. drug dealer. Yeah, no. So I, 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 uh, I need to come up with a good amount of money. So I'm going out to Memphis for a summer and make some good money doing security systems, like I said earlier that I do. Um, but I'm going to be working six days a week, twelve hour days. Yuck. And I just pray that that uh, that God helps me focus on him. There you go. All, see, see, you know, and that's the kind of stuff I pray. That's the kind of stuff I ask God for too. Is nothing worldly, nothing like God give me this job, God give me more money, God no materialistic give me, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, things that you're you're going to you see a struggle in your future and you know you're going to need you know you know you're going to need God, you're going to need Jesus to lean into during it. Like yeah. there's that's the kind of stuff that I that yeah, that I ask God for. And when it comes to what you asked about that you know about the goals about the 
journaling goals or whatever, I actually probably am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah, if you do that, let me know how. Yeah, it goes. and I'll let we'll, you know how it we'll goes. Update people. I'm yeah, curious. because you'll be gone. You'll be gone to Memphis for a little while. And when you come back, I'll be you know three yeah. months into it, and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Dude, if, if you do that, I'll yeah, be so sick. I'm, I will I'm because I actually really really like that. I actually really really like that idea. It's it seems like it would not only be beneficial and effective, but just mentally. Um, uh, organ organizing, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like we just mentioned, like what we ask prayer for is both you and I. What we when we go to God and we ask Him something, it's really asking God and Jesus to break down and internalize ourselves the way He sees us. Absolutely, and, and yes. The way He well wants said. us to be and the way He wants us to live. Yep. And so when you're asking God for that strength, that knowledge, that wisdom, that power, that understanding, that breakdown of ourselves. Um, that's when you truly see your move forward, and then if other things come along that you're that you're praying for, or actually, the, I guess praying for, and then hoping for is a little different. Like you're hoping for a yeah. wife, or you're hoping for children, or you're yeah. hoping for a good job, or whatever the the worldly things are that you're still hoping for. Those fall into place because you're walking the way Christ wants you. to Exactly, walk. God has a plan when it comes to like life things, like God, like what, like marriage and kids and stuff like that. God. I, I I believe God knows, you know, who is made for who and what type of people, you know. So, yeah, I exactly. Ask God for guidance in the things that you see being challenging that you're trying to accomplish. And then in the meantime, if you're walking God's path, what, you know, in the way that he is directing you through those prayers, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, I... Yeah, then what comes in the meantime, what God's gifts he gives you in the meantime is just, you know, yeah. So deliverance. Deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Um so let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Wanna be pastor. So lately if you've been listening to my podcast at the end, I try an altar call. I kinda suck at it. But I'm getting better at it. Um where I'm just kinda speaking to my audience, being like, Let's pause, take a moment right now, um, and and pull Jesus into our hearts. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna let you take this one away and uh <laughs> yeah open open us up bro let's break down some walls and, and get jesus in our hearts i i, I don't know i don't know I'm, i don't think i understand exactly what you want me to do brother you ever listen to greg Laurie? no unfortunately i haven't all right well I, i'll do this one and then you're gonna you're gonna join me okay We're okay figure it out so okay. um all right, wherever everybody is, I just want to take you to pause. I want you to take take a moment. If you're driving, still focus on the road, please. Um, <laughs> but whatever it is, take a pause in your in your life, in your moment, in your thoughts, and let's point our our attention towards God, and let's ask Him for whatever it is, whatever direction we need, whatever uh, whatever breakdown of our own personal lives that we need better understanding of or or our sufferings if we need better understanding of whatever the suffering it is we're going through or if you just haven't accepted jesus into your heart yet and you just need to welcome him in and invite him into your situation so you could take one step forward in living that life that christ wants you to live it's as easy as this lord man in my in in my personal life like i don't i don't know how to talk to you dude man can i even call you dude whatever it is uh, i'm struggling here like i can't figure this out i've been trying i've been spinning my wheels with trying to figure this out and i just can't do it i need your help if you'll just come into my heart 
help me out with this situation. I don't know what what that looks like and how to do it, but I trust you. I, I'm choosing to trust you right now. And if you'll walk with me through this, I surrender to you. Yes. And in your glorious name, Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah, amen. Something like that. That wasn't too bad. I'm getting no, better at those. No, but I'm glad you did it because I would have slaughtered that, man. I just... <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't sure exactly your ass, but that Dude, was beautiful. I'm, ter- I'm not bare. I'm, man. I, I don't even. I don't even. Uh, I, I. The only reason I do it every single time is because I. If you, if it takes thousands of times to get professional on something, yeah. so if I struggled through a thousand of those, like I said earlier, just wait until hey. it's gonna come later. Hey, man, <laughs> I, I, I was into that, man. That was cool. That's. It, brought the spirit into this room i'll tell you that (laughs) well thanks for joining us everybody um you guys stay safe out there god bless y'all peace so you have seen this all before